The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob and Chez Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends Than by picking up Bubble Genius's own Tiny Orange Hand Soap Set Give yourself a hand or take two They're small, tiny in fact Teeny tiny. They're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. This here's a 2008 Dodge Stratus. It's got some gears in there and a steering wheel, and I've outfitted the roof with a vinegar spritzing cannon to dissipate chemtrails while I drive. I'm Alex Jones, and this is Crazies in Cars Getting Conspiracies. We're here in Newport, Rhode Island to talk conspiracies with my sidekick at Infowars.com, Mr. Dan Bedondi. This is Dan Bodondi from TruthRadioShow.com. Dan, Alex Jones. Hello? H- hello? Can you hear me? Uh, hello? Dan, I think you're holding the phone upside down again. Uh, get off the line, whoever you are, because uh, uh, I have to call Alex Jones to be on his show. Dan, this is Alex Jones. Dan? Dan? So, Dan, how do you like my Dodge Stratus? As you can see on the dashboard, I have a special radar warning system to alert us when Obama's weather weapons are in the vicinity. Tiny helicopters and airplanes moving tornadoes all around. I drive slow on the driveway and all of those things. That's special. I also got knowledge of the Illuminati and the occult especially. Say... Where's a good place in Newport to talk about conspiracies, Dan? Ah, uh, we could go to my apartment. But we were just there three minutes ago when I picked you up. I'll get off at this exit. Wait, wait, wait. Don't grab the steering <laughs> After causing a serious five-car pileup, we're here in a ditch along the highway in Rhode Island talking conspiracies. Officer Dan Bodani from TruthRadioShow.com. Where in the Constitution does it say government can take over and occupy Texas? Sir, your brain is literally hanging out of your ear right now from your car accident. How are you still talking? Shall not be infringed. Shall not be infringed, officer. Dan, this officer is clearly associated with the Bilderbergs, Raytheon, IBM, Bechtel, Agenda 21, Microchips, Gay, Inducing Juice Boxes. Officer, are you a shape-shifting lizard people from outer space? Seriously, how is Mr. Bedondi still walking around with this brain leaking out of his head? Ah, uh, George Washington was a true conservative. Next time on Crazies in Cars Getting Conspiracies, we'll talk to Texas Congressman Louie Gomer. Don't cast aspersions on my asparagus. Be there. The best music on the best station. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. America! It is Thursday, August 18, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm Bob Seska. That is Chez Pazienza sitting right there. Hey there. Brought to you uh, every show by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Go there, buy lots of soap. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you need a lawyer, if you need legal advice, go to TheBowenLawGroup.com slash Bob and Chez. Just click the link on the podcast page. It's convenient and fast. You just go right there and ask uh, Bo lots of uh, legal questions. 
Just badger the hell out of a point oh two. I don't think he's in favor. I don't think he's pro badgering. So don't don't badger him. <laughs> uh, so we are now in the uh, second day of letting Trump be Trump, <laughs> as though that never happened before. Yeah. Uh, lots to talk about along these lines. Uh, I uh, I spoke a little too soon this week in the Daily Banter. I mean, I really thought that Trump was finally going to turn his campaign around and start acting like a disciplined candidate rather than just a self-indulgent candidate who says really whatever he thinks. I actually, I actually, you thought, know what? <laughs> I think when you, I think when you fear that, yeah, I can understand it because you know that that at any moment, if he does that, the media will will potentially fall in line with him. Oh, absolutely. So I can see where where the fear would be, but no, I I genuinely do think that Trump has proven throughout this entire campaign that he can't be anything but who he is. Yep. Yep. And and now obviously he's he's just going to go completely off the rails. Yeah, it'll be this. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. Times a thousand. Yes. Diddies. Um and I thought it was just going to come to a screeching halt. I mean, he yes. stayed off of Twitter. He delivered a, uh, a teleprompter speech. He, uh, he just sounded more sullen and quiet there for a while. Yeah. And, and then I saw on 538, well, I saw a couple of things. I saw at 538, they were indicating that maybe the polls were narrowing a little bit as a consequence of, of Trump moderating and becoming his... Uh, it's sad to think that all he'd have to do is shut his mouth. Yeah, really. And that I the mean, polls would, would quote-unquote correct. That's absolutely the problem. I mean, that's just it. And he's... He was one decision away. I mean, I wrote about this for the Daily Banter today uh, or yesterday, and uh, he came up to a crossroads. He came up to a fork in the road, and he had a choice. Either be disciplined and presidential or just keep blurting crap. Keep being a Twitter troll, basically. And he tro- chose to keep being a Twitter troll. And he, hired, we, he hired the biggest troll of all time. Yeah. I mean, this guy, uh, Steve Bannon from Breitbart News, is now his campaign CEO. Yeah, they had a they had a, uh, somebody on NPR yesterday, a, a reporter who's written extensively about Bannon, and he and he said he's like he is legitimately nuts. Yeah, he's nuts. I mean, he's and just the fact that he's spent so much time at Breitbart fabricating stories and just engaging in what can only be otherwise termed as agitprop. I mean, it's it's absolutely. Yeah propaganda for the alternative right for the alt-right and now trump is is absolutely embracing the alt-right he's by bringing in steve bannon what we're going to expect or what we should expect for the next 82 days or whatever it is is just uh more of the trump blurting i mean there's going to be a ton of that we're going to see uh, lots of trump saying stupid things it's going to be a daily occurrence multiple times a day but then we're also going to see a lot of horrible things just, I mean, just wait. Just wait for the announcement of of his next very very important national address titled F- "Those." N-. <laughs> yeah, God, it's only a matter of time. I mean, that that I'm sure they're maybe working on that. Steve Bannon stayed up all night with with his crayons, writing it down on a legal pad. Uh, but I and mean, you, and you can see, and you can see the press. You know, we've re- we've received an advanced copy of F- <laughs> "Those." N-. 
And here's what here's what Donald Trump is saying. It was embargoed for 24 hours, but now we can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, I mean, so uh, by by bringing in Steve Bannon, it's going to be Trump plus propaganda beyond what we've already seen. I mean, he's he's basically this is the whole his whole campaign yeah. as if it wasn't a troll job before. That's all it is now. Yeah, and, and I know, mean, he may as well he may as well appoint Milo Yiannopoulos to something. <laughs> Uh, just hours after Donald Trump's campaign announced Breitbart News Executive Chairman Steve Bannon would be its CEO, Republicans began bracing for the bottom to fall out of a presidential campaign many already acknowledged was spiraling out of control. Quote, I feel like Trump has declared war on the Republican Party, uh, said a uh, Texas-based Republican strategist who has long, had a long list of concerns about Trump for a while. Quote, he's determined to punch through the floor and see how low he can go. I think, you know, there's a, a lot of wisdom in the analysis that what they're trying to do and what Trump is now engaging in isn't some sort of deliberate crash and burn. It, it no, is, he's, he's setting the stage to build his own media empire. He's setting the stage to do that. But I think what Steve Bannon thinks he's trying to do is to create this new faction within the Republican Party to establish the Breitbart right or the alt-right. Mm. As a as a real political force, oh, completely overtaking the Tea Party. Make no mistake, this group of uh, alt right conservatives, the Trump conservatives, are very distinct and different from the Tea Party. The Tea Party is more driven by social issues. the The Trump faction of the Republican Party is out of its mind. I mean, well, the, the Tea Party, the, the Alex tea Jones party. and Breitbart and that and Drudge and that whole crowd. The Tea Party at least pretended to be interested in social issues. Right. Yeah, that's true. And it was pretense has dropped from from the this sort of lunatic faction of the Republican Party, though. That's right. The Tea Tea Party was driven by ultimately by opposition to Barack Obama. I mean, that's really (laughs) what it was all about. The Republicans will say after Election Day, which is like is basically uh, we screwed up by nominating this guy. We need to reform the party. We need to really hunker down, lick our wounds, and figure out what the hell went wrong. And then they'll come out with a postmortem report. And and most likely it'll be, yeah, we've got to reject the Breitbart Trump wing of the party. We need to make sure that they are marginalized and no longer powerful. We need to change our approach to how we do business so that these people are no longer uh, effective or influential in the party. And uh, and what's going to end up happening is that group is going to gain more and more power now just simply by the, the, the sheer fact of advertising itself. That's not to say Donald Trump is going to win. Donald Trump is going to lose badly if uh, if things continue the way they go- are going right now. But they really want to uh, c- create this new. I don't know, basically remake the Republican Party in their own image, but they're going to have to walk over bodies in order to do it. There are many Republicans who will never allow it to happen. Well, I mean, you know, what what you're going to see is a a, a split, you yeah. know, a rift. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, this is it's happening now. I mean, this is basically Trump saying, you know what? I've made a final decision here. There will be no more talk of pivoting or becoming more disciplined or anything along those lines. It's going to be from now on. It's going to be Trump, basically primary Trump, crazy Trump. And that's going to be the rest of the election. And what we're looking at is if uh, everyone's hunch is correct that that the emergence of Steve Bannon is signaling the fact that Trump will not allow 
the uh, the mainstream Republican Party to guide how he runs his campaign, and he's just going to do whatever the hell he wants. No, because the, I think it was the Post today that had a really really good article up, or no, it was New York Magazine. Pardon me, that had a really good article up about. You know, they said that look, Trump is is kind of an, an unhinged lunatic. Yeah. But if you figure you're going to lose at this point, the smartest thing to do is to just double down and triple down, just go insane with it, mm-hmm. and that way at least you come out of it with your quote unquote dignity meaning <laughs> you know with those people so that so that then you can produce you know I mean hiring Bannon means that he can produce a sort of alternative to Fox News media group which is something he's talked about for a while now so now who is this guy Steve Bannon I mean he's not he's not a, a lunatic who no one likes like that, the the number of Breitbart people and you and you're talking about <laughs> Breitbart here which is a cesspool to begin with mm. but the number of Breitbart people who have sort of spoken out against I me mean, Dan yeah, Ben Shapiro has been all over cable news Dana Lash, a, Dana Lash who's a piece of <laughs> called him like one of the called him the worst person on God's green earth yeah here here listen to this quote he is quite possibly the most dangerous guy in all of American politics I mean he makes Roger Stone correct me if you guys disagree with me he makes Roger Stone look like Mary Poppins that was Mr. Glenn Beck on his radio show this morning. Yeah, so if Glenn Beck is calling you the most dangerous guy in American politics and you're a conservative, or you at least you claim to be a conservative, then you're pretty goddamn bad. So Steve Bannon, you might recall Steve Bannon directed a full-length documentary film about Sarah Palin called The Undefeated. It re- oh, dear God, that's right. <laughs> that was got, him, wasn't it? Yeah, it's got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. 0%. <laughs> The Breitbart execs 2010 film Fire from the Heartland about 2012 presidential candidate Michelle Bachman, funded by Citizens United, which launched a $75,000 advertising campaign to boost the candidate's performance in Iowa. Bachman ultimately finished sixth in the state's caucuses. Uh, Bannon has consistently had high hopes for outsider candidates in the 2016 election. So he really knows how to back the right horse. (laughs) That's right. Enter Carly Fiorina. Uh, just after the first GOP debate in August 2015, Bannon praised Carly Fiorina for being one of uh, one of the quote unquote declared winners. Uh, he's also a longtime Ted Cruz supporter. He directed three documentaries in 2012, one based on the quote, the corruption chronicles, a litany of anti Obama propaganda. He made a doc called a documentary called Occupy Unmasked in an attempt to implicate the Obama administration in the 99% rage. The film was distributed by Mark Cuban's Magnolia Pictures, but even Fox News found its evidence inconclusive. (laughs) That kills me. Fox News said, well, we don't know. We don't know if any of that's true. I mean, it's, it's, it's staggering, truly, to think that we have now reached a point in this country where Fox News is not conservative enough. <laughs> That's right. That's for a right. group of people. He wouldn't let Donald Trump bash Roger Ailes on his show. While Bannon and Ailes are now both on Trump's payroll, Trump wasn't too happy with Ailes' uh, work just six months ago. In February of uh, 2016, uh, in an interview with Bannon, Trump went off uh, on his usual unfair media rant, but Bannon drew the line at the Fox founder cutting off Trump. So maybe it was uh, Steve Bannon's influence that brought Roger Ailes in. I mean, I think this is still this is still a rumor that Roger Ailes is going to be doing debate prep. No, Trump. it's not. It's not a rumor. It's just true. because, put no. it this way, just because the Trump campaign denies it doesn't mean it's a rumor. <laughs> God. 
<laughs> you're talking about a campaign that lies about the color of the sky. I mean, for God's sake, Roger Ailes is now going to be doing Trump's debate. Right. A guy, a guy who basically is is at the center of a, a a firestorm over sexual harassment, and he's going to tell Donald Trump how to take on a woman on national television. You know the uh, metaphor of a. You know what you should do, Donald? Go over there and just just slap her ass a little bit. Women love that. <laughs> You know, the uh, the metaphor of a, uh, a dumpster fire is occurring a lot lately. Mm. I think the dumpster fire hadn't really started yet. I think the dumpster fire was actually uh, the hiring of these guys, the hiring of Steve Bannon, the hiring of Roger Ailes and uh, Kellyanne Conway. And they are the fire in the dumpster starting the ablaze uh, going. I mean, they're, they're actually they're they're going to turn every bit of Trump madness into something far greater. I mean, they are going to amplify everything that Trump does horrendously wrong and make it as if, what we do. But I will say this, and this is something to keep in mind. According to the, the guy on NPR yesterday, and I think it was, St- I think it was uh, 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 David Folkenflik. Yeah. Um, uh, or now I can't remember. You know me. I can never remember my sources, which really pisses me <laughs> off because my brain only goes back like 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, one of the things that was pointed out is that – and maybe this is you know, sort of the be afraid, be very afraid part of this equation – is that Bannon is the kind of guy who actually doesn't like conspiracy theories and mm-hmm. doesn't like that – You know, he, he thinks that one of the problems with the way Republicans have taken on Hillary Clinton is that they've resorted to the kind of crap we've seen over and over again. You know, He thinks that the only way to defeat Clinton – and by the way, he's probably – he's right about this in insofar as this is how you defeat any politician yep. – is to come up with quote-unquote journalism that's at least sound enough to where other journalistic outlets pick it up and run with it. That's so right. if you if you traffic in conspiracy theory, nobody's going to care about that. But if you find something like, you know, I think the example used was, uh, you know what, if you find something like, um, you know, uh, uh, you can make the claim that, well, uh, the, the Clinton Foundation funding is coming from overseas, which sounds terrifying, but it really isn't. But if you can do that, that's just enough of a, a sort of bait for real uh, news departments that you can change the narrative. That's right. And of course, someone hears a story like that as someone who's predisposed to hating Clinton or Obama for that matter. Obama! And they're going to go bananas. They're going to read into all sorts of horrible things uh, based on that story. And so that's strategically, that's why it's always good to uh, inject one of those crazy bombs into the discourse. Um, you know, lots of, lots of additional information. I'm just going through a list of things about Steve Bannon. Uh, that are just uh, so indicting. I mean, uh, Bannon turned Breitbart News into Trump's personal Pravda. He has a touch of Clinton madness. Uh, Trump's former campaign manager described described Bannon's style as win at all costs. That was Corey Lewandowski. <laughs> that uh, Bannon's style is win at all costs. Trump regularly called Bannon to request coverage of himself. BuzzFeed reported sources at Breitbart said the billionaire has regularly taken advantage of his relationship with the site by placing calls to Bannon and asking for stories to be written himself. That, that you know that, that calls into question whether or not he John used Barron. His, Barron, yeah, John Barron. Yes, John, uh, hi, how are you? How are you doing? This, this is John Barron. Uh, oh. You know, this this guy Trump. He's he's really he's tremendous. He's trem- He's very very tremendous. He's dating a lot of supermodels. I don't know. I don't know if you know about her, but she used to go with uh, Mick Jagger. Very very tremendous model. Is is that you, Mr. Trump? Is that is that because it sounds like Mr. Trump talking? No no no. It's not me. <laughs> it's not it's not Mr. Trump. It's actually you're saying your name is John Barron. 
<laughs> okay, let's uh, let's talk about some uh, shaving razors here. Come back and talk more, more politics. Well, there really is only one shaving razor that you should be using, and that's the uh, the razors from uh, Harry's, harrys.com. I've been using Harry's shaving products for many, many months now. I've spent a lot of time on the air and off telling people how much I love Harry's razors. As I said before, I get a close, smooth, comfortable shave with Harry's, a shave that's every bit as good as the big-name brands, for a whole lot less money, a whole lot less. I love the German-engineered blades that come straight from Harry's factory to me. I even love the packaging. No middleman, no trips to the stores, and no more crazy prices. Harry's Blades cost half of what the big brands charge. I love that, too. But you know what I really love? I love the, the way other razor companies jack up their prices whenever they come out with a new model. Harry's new five-blade cartridges include a softer flex hinge for more, a more comfortable shave, a trimmer blade for hard-to-get places, a lubricating strip, and a textured handle for more control when it's wet. And the price didn't go up a penny. I love that. Other razors jack the price up, not, not Harry's. And it makes Harry's introductory offer even sweeter. That weighted handle, great smelling moisturizing shave cream, and three of those amazing cartridges and a travel cover for just 10 bucks. Normally it's $15. Harry knocks off $5 when you, when you use the promo code BANDC for Bob and Chez at harrys.com. Stay away from those cheap disposables, but stop paying too much for quality. Support this show, your face, and your wallet by using the code B-A-N-D-C at checkout at harrys.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us today. It is a... uh, Gratefully, it is a time for rejoicing because Donald Trump is going to continue to be Donald Trump, which means he's going to lose and lose badly. I hope so. I always, you know, I always worry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, what we're going to be seeing for the next uh, 82 days or so is... Just a lot of material for this show. <laughs> There's going to be no lack of things to talk about. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, meanwhile, you know, uh, Kellyanne Conway, who has been brought on as uh, Trump's campaign manager, sort of nudging aside uh, uh, Paul Manafort, uh, she, she wants Trump to be Trump. And that's what, we're, that's what we're getting at with this entire thing, that Donald Trump made a, a conscious decision now that he's sticking with his old strategy, and now it's going to be augmented times a thousand once you add this, this propagandist named Steve Bannon to the mix. Uh, meanwhile, Kellyanne Conway said uh, uh, Thursday morning, I think we're going to sharpen the message. And we're going to make sure Donald Trump is comfortable about being in his own skin, that he Holy doesn't... crap. Like, if anyone's uh, comfortable in being in his own skin, it's absolutely Donald Trump. Uh, and he in, his own, in his own wrinkled orange testicle-like skin. <laughs> Donald Trump is comfortable about being in his own skin, that he doesn't lose that authenticity that you simply can't buy and a pollster can't give you. Voters know if you're comfortable in your own skin, let him be him in this sense, Conway said on CNN's news. New day when asked how uh, she will run the Trump campaign differently. Quote, he wants to deliver the speech 
If he wants to go to a rally, if he wants to connect with the crowd in a way that's very spontaneous, that's wonderful. Has she not heard Donald Trump saying things while delivering a speech? I know words. I had the best words. Right. Or, Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. (laughs) Yes, please. More spontaneous speeches. Thank you. That's wonderful. You know, I agree with Kellyanne Conway. It's wonderful. It's what I said on uh, on Tuesday that every time Donald Trump says something like this, it is better for the world. Ultimately, showing Donald Trump being Donald Trump is absolutely the best thing to happen in this campaign. Oh, I agree. I, the- I think it's I think it's a hugely important idea that he keep not allowing anyone to forget who he is. That's right. The kind of monster that he is. Uh, and that's how he got here. This is Kellyanne Conway continuing on here. And that's how he got here. That's how he became the nominee in large part. But at the same time, we have some really serious pressing problems in this country that I'm hoping will start to be addressed more by the media. He's going to give these policy speeches. So he's going to give policy speeches on top of his normal craptastical stump speeches. I, yeah, I'm sure. I can't wait to hear what his policy is. Conway told CNN that she would like voters to see the benefit of his leadership. <laughs> right. Jesus. He scores what a clown. <laughs> he scores very well in strong leader. That's what so many Americans are starving for. And when he delivers a speech in his own words, in his own delivery system, then people can actually focus on the content. I think that's what's so important. Good Lord. They really, they, you know what this is? They just want everyone to see. They're, they're operating. They're either lying just to collect a paycheck. Yeah. Or they're operating under the false assumption that somehow people don't know the real Donald Trump. <laughs> that's right. And that when they see it, or that if they continue to see it, they're going to come around to him in droves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my concern was that was going to happen as soon as Trump started to behave. Well, period. That he, as soon as he started to behave. Right. And, and I was worried that that was, uh, that was happening over the weekend and, and into the early part of this week. But it's, it's actually very much not. It's, it's the opposite is occurring. And that's allowing him to say things like... Uh, this is a big, big, big Twitter eruption when, <laughs> when he said this uh, today. Internet erupts in bewilderment and mockery after Trump randomly declares himself Mr. Brexit. He t- sure, why not? <laughs> he tweeted out uh, this morning, about five o'clock this morning. They will soon be calling me Mr. Brexit. That, okay. I, I, no one knows what that means exactly. Like, what, what is he? Is he leaving? Is he going somewhere? <laughs> Is he staging his own exit from someplace? Or is he really into the fact that, you know, the UK left the EU? I don't know what that even means. Mr. Brexit. I I would have to assume that his point, as deluded as it is, (laughs) is that kind of like Brexit represented, uh, uh, you know, an uprising of uh, kind of economically tortured white people yeah oh aging <laughs> aging so. white people in britain that's what he will be <sighs> to the united states yeah and kind of like brexit ruined the f- out of england that's what he'll do here right <laughs> coming soon to netflix mr brexit a new show about a vigilante candidate funded by russian hackers <laughs> 
that's becoming more obvious as time goes on, isn't it? Yeah. The, the basically what uh, Chaz and I are referring to as the story of the year continues to grow and morph, and now we've got Paul Manafort involved, as if that was ever even a question. <laughs> but uh, the links between Trump and Russia are becoming uh, deeper and deeper. And the guy, one of the guys who was sitting in with Trump uh, during his first. Uh, national security briefing yesterday was a guy who's really good buddies with putin i mean there's a picture of uh of uh, general flynn sitting yeah. next to putin at a dinner i mean it's this amazing is, yeah i mean these guys how did are we get here how did we get here and that's i mean that's what the astonishing thing is is that they're selling this guy as an american populist donald trump and he's really just i mean a lot of what he's doing is is just helping russia is helping Vladimir Putin. I mean, his entire Trump's entire foreign policy benefits Russia in almost every possible way. There is not one area of what we know of Donald Trump's foreign policy that will not in some way help Vladimir Putin. Right. And that's what's truly frightening about all of this. It's like it's it's really kind of a Manchurian candidate scenario. And I've been really resistant to go down that road, to go down the road of, t- of describing Trump as being Hitlerish or anything like that. But this could be very well be a situation where uh, where Donald Trump is actually operating with more loyalty to uh, to Russia than to any interest that the United States might have. For example, Donald Trump doesn't plan to use the intelligence community. I mean, he was on the he was on TV yesterday, conducted a, a brief interview with press. And he and he just said, well, you know what? The, the, their track record of the last ten years has been terrible. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deal with them. I'm not gonna yeah. deal with the U.S. intelligence community because they've made bad decisions. He said, uh, not so much from the people that have been. I'm gonna doing bring it. I'm gonna bring in these guys over here. These new guys you've never heard of. Heard of all of whom their names end in the letters O V. <laughs> That's right. I've got the the initials of my favorite uh, intelligence operative. The initials are K G B. <laughs> That's right. He's Donald Trump. It, it appears. I mean, why does he need the U.S. intelligence community when he has access to the FSB? <sighs> I don't know. I, I have no idea. I don't even know. Why, I don't know where this is going next, other than it's just going to get a lot crazier and a lot worse before it gets better. And uh, when it gets better, it'll be when uh, when Trump loses by devastating margins. All right, we're going to take another break and come back with more show right after this. Okay, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance The Bob and Chez Show at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's 12 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Bob and Chez and sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only shows like our post-mortem wrap-up show, the Not Safe for Work after-party show, and commercial-free, unbleeped versions of the free Tuesday and Thursday shows. Most of all, you'll be supporting a totally independent podcast not affiliated with corporate media. And if we reach our $7,500 per month goal, we'll bring you new shows five days a week, Mondays through Fridays. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez or click the Patreon link at bobseska.com. Let's do this thing. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. 
All right, the uh, second half of today's show is brought to you by the BobSuska.com Amazon link. If you shop at Amazon, enter the site using our link just beneath the logo at BobSuska.com, and we get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing and helps support the show. Big to make sure, for God's sake, make sure to bookmark it. It's very easy to do that. You know, everyone knows how to make a bookmark now. If you make it into a bookmark, you don't have to go to BobSuska.com. You don't have to go anywhere. Just click your bookmark. Or, uh, and meanwhile, if you have a small business and you source your materials from Amazon.com, make sure to use our link. Thank you so much for doing that. All right, so uh, getting back into this here. Uh, Trump said, not so much from the people that have been doing it for our country. Look what's happened over the last 10 years. Look what's happened over the years. It's been catastrophic regarding the uh, intelligence community. And in fact, I won't use some of the people that are sort of your standards, you know, just use them, use them, use them. Very easy to use them, but I won't use them because they've made such bad decisions. I know words. I have the best words. (laughs) I mean, you look at Iraq, you look at the Middle East, it's a total powder keg. If we would have uh, never touched it, it would have been a lot he, better. He is seriously just just listen to this. He is <laughs> he is that whole blowhard holding court at the end of the bar. I mean, why do we need this intelligence? This intelligence is well. I mean, look what they've done. Look what look at Iraq. Look yeah, at Iraq. Who has, and look at, who has who speaks in in simpleton bromides and has no idea what the f- he's talking about. <laughs> just none. And yet he has that he has that that uh, sort of, you know, like Brooklyn mook um, certitude. I know what's going on. Uh, People, they got to put me in charge. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. I go in there, clean it up. (laughs) That's exactly right. I mean, you could absolutely imagine having that same conversation or hearing those same comments coming from your drunken uncle at Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, what it's, the fuck? You know, you know, these guys, these guys, they got run around, they got everything at their disposal. They got the NSA, they got the uh, LGBTQ, they got all these organizations, the CIA, and they don't know nothing. They don't know nothing about Iran, they don't know nothing about Iraq, and look at the mess we're in. Yeah, like, that's, no, exa- that's exactly uh, what it is. It is that is it, it that's it to a T. It's just some blowhard moron, <laughs> some dilettante who doesn't even know what the f the word dilettante means. <laughs> right. Being a you know, just shouting and being a, a you know an Archie Bunker esque dingbat at the end of a bar. That's yeah. all it is. Absolutely. At like at like, at like eleven a.m. on a Tuesday. And so, who does Donald Trump bring to his first national security briefing? But General Michael Flynn, the former head of the uh, Defense Intelligence Agency. He was paid, by the way, by a Russian state-funded television network to speak at its tenth anniversary gala. That was the our, our favorite, the RT network. Meanwhile, he also brought, speaking of MOOCs, Governor Chris Christie to his first top security, first uh, national security briefing. So it's Chris Christie and a guy with ties to the Kremlin. And, and a guy, so the three guys perfect. Just perfect. at this national security briefing is a guy with deep ties to the Kremlin, uh, Chris Christie, who's just his own mess, and then Donald Trump, who routinely blurts things that he shouldn't be blurting. And this is going on. I mean, I don't know if you realize, but this is this national security briefing stuff. This isn't a law. This isn't mandated by some sort of rule when uh, when campaigns achieve uh, a nomination. This is something that's done by tradition. This is a tradition that, for example, a president, Donald Trump, would completely not uphold himself if he was president right now. And there was another there was a Democrat do you think in a million years Donald Trump would release national security uh, uh, a memorandum to 
to this opponent's campaign. Mm. Never in a million years. And this, that actually brings up an interesting point with regard to the Trump, the potential for a Trump presidency, which is that not only would Donald Trump do terrible things, but he would he would completely ignore all of these unwritten rules, some of these traditions of the, of the White House and, uh, and of the executive and uh, and just throw it all away. Not to mention all of the things that are uh, constitutionally required of the president to do. To say, oh, no. And when, he, when a guy has populism behind him, he can get away with anything. <sighs> so this should be really interesting to see what happens over the next couple of days, especially now that uh, Donald Trump is armed with uh, national security secrets. Yeah, as I, as I said at Banter, the countdown to him blurting that out all over the place has begun. Yep, absolutely. Because so, that kind of knowledge is currency to Donald Trump. Yep. That's the, it's the perfect thing to allow him to say that he has superiority over you because he knows something you don't. It's not unusual. Let me tell you, let me tell you something, folks. We're in a lot of trouble, and I know, I know this because I know secrets. I know the best secrets, believe me. <laughs> That's right. By the way, it's not unusual for presidential nominees to bring national security aides to classified briefings. Candidates are automatically eligible for briefings after they receive their party's nomination. But aides must first be vetted and granted an expedited security clearance. David Priest, author of the uh, President's Book of Secrets, said in a phone interview with the Huffington Post. Priest, a former CIA analyst and briefer, said he was not aware of any nominee's advisor ever being barred from attending a briefing. And God, what a, what a fantastic time to bring in one of the world's greatest propagandists in, in Steve Bannon. Yeah. Right as Donald Trump is getting national security secrets, the, the operation of propaganda, I can't emphasize this enough, the propaganda operation at the Trump campaign is going to be super colossal. I mean, the ads are going to be, the ads will blow our minds. We will be playing these ads in the coming uh, weeks. I think in the next three weeks, I think uh, Kellyanne Conway said they're going to start rolling out new ads. Those ads, if... Steve Bannon has any uh, input into the content of these ads are going to be madness. I mean, <laughs> I can't even imagine. I mean, remember that Breitbart does things like showing the Cleveland Cavaliers victory uh, march and parade, uh, crowd, the gigantic right. crowds. Exactly. As Trump's rally crowds. By the way, I don't know if we're going to get to it on the free show, but Eric Bowling was uh, just freaking out about the polls, and he kept he kept doing the old thing. Yeah. But look at the look at the size of the crowds. I mean, how the, these ten, fifteen thousand people? But it's not the polls. The polls screw the polls. The polls are wrong because of the rally crowds. Yeah, I think I loved his quote. It was something like, "We need to we need to stop these polls. We need to stop <laughs> talking about these polls. Stop okay. the polls." Yeah. yeah. Idiot. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. One thing we are definitely going to talk about in the next segment is uh, Michael Cohen, special counsel <laughs> to yeah. the Donald Trump I'm campaign. Writing, I'm writing about that for uh, for you know for the banter members piece. I'm turning a 26 second piece of video into a whole dissertation on what it says about the the campaign. Oh well, hold that thought. We're going to get into it right after this break. Back with more show after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. 
Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Cities, Obama! <laughs> I love that crap like so much. the legend of the phoenix. All right, welcome back to the show. Ends with Just having some fun with my buttons. Obama! Literally. Cities. Lovely. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, uh, let's get into this thing. Uh, this Michael Cohen audio from CNN was maybe the funniest bit of audio from the election so far. I mean, I'm talking about including the last 14 months of insanity. This was just so great uh, for, in, in so many ways. Uh, this guy is a special counselor to, uh, to the Donald Trump campaign. And, uh, you know, whenever something happens in the Trump campaign, something crazy, the uh, Trump surrogates fan out across cable news and they must have been spread really thin because they got this guy, (laughs) this guy who, uh, like we were saying with Eric Bowling, just doesn't. I mean, the polls, the numbers, the numbers are confusing and confounding to all of the Trump people. Mm -hmm. Like, how could these what are these polls saying? We don't know. Do polls exist? What is the meaning of the word poll anyway? Is that P-O-L-E? What is it? What are we talking about here? They're just so confused by math and the numbers. It's not even math. It's just looking at a chart. Yeah. Just looking but, at a map of the United I mean, States. They've decided, among so many other things, to sort of jettison mm-hmm. uh, from past campaigns and just ignore and say, well, why have we been doing that? The, you know, doing it that way for so long? That's right. They're <laughs> ignoring polls. They're ignoring mm-hmm. surveys of voters that are meant to be statistically significant in terms of what voters want and who they are supporting. There's nothing, there is, there's not rocket scientist to this, like you, or rocket science to this. Like you said, it's, it's not even math. Yeah, yeah. It's just numbers. And while the polls have been a little bit sketchy over the last, I would say, maybe 2012, uh, certainly this year, the polls have been uh, known to be wrong. Uh, not vastly wrong, but wrong enough here and there. But that's no reason whatsoever to doubt their veracity. The fact of the matter is you have to take all the polls in conglomeration. Yeah. That's why there's a whole closet industry of poll aggregators, like 538, looking at all the different polls, or real, real, which I have trouble saying, real clear politics, which is impossible for me to get my mouth around, especially at uh, 8.15 in the morning. Um, but yeah, so I mean, all these sites do poll aggregating, and they, they c- come up with averages, and they give you a sense of where everything is. In fact, I would argue that the status of the polls right now um, are underselling 
what Hillary Clinton's victory could possibly be in November at this point. And, of course, we go back to 2012 with unskewed, uh, polling. unskewed polls and Dean but, but Chambers. That's, but that's the thing. I mean, Fox News has not learned its lesson because right. you have clowns like Bowling mm. and uh, and uh, sh- uh, uh Ducey, oh, you yes, know, talking Ducey, about right. trying to come up with different metrics other than polling. Like, you know what? To Steve Ducey, we found there's a tarot card reader out on the beach in Venice. She <laughs> says Trump's going to win. Let's go to her right now. <laughs> no child wants to play with a Charlie in the box. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. So you say the stars have told you. Right? <laughs> yes, they have. Instead, they're okay, using. Okay, the, well, that's good enough. I mean, they're using these metrics that rank amateurs use, like first timers. Like, well, look at all those yard signs. I mean, how could he possibly be losing? I see yard signs. Well, yeah, you see yard signs. That doesn't mean a goddamn thing. It's easy to put a yard sign in your yard. It's it's hard. I mean, you wouldn't believe. I mean, I kind of experienced this, and I've been working on the internet now for coming up on twenty years. My first internet job was 1997. People, with, even with the convenience of the internet, people don't buy a lot of stuff on the internet. I know it is, it's really kind of an understatement given places like Amazon.com and so forth. But ultimately, it's a real challenge, and it's been a challenge for 20 years to get people to purchase things on the internet. It's not an easy ask, right? Yeah. You have extraordinarily popular sites that are losing money, even though they've got merchandise stores and they've got all these affiliate programs. And it's because people don't like to buy things on money, buy things on the internet. And now imagine trying to convince someone to leave their home, to drive to some place they've never been before, and only just that day learned about where it is, then to wait in a long line when they should be at work, then to go in and after they've waited in this long line to go into a complicated voting booth and figure out what what buttons do I push? I mean, I'm I'm really simplifying it and. And, and kind of being cynical about the intelligence of the average American voter. But that's a big, big ask. So it, on one hand, it's easy to show up to a rock concert. We talked about yeah. this with regard to the Bernie campaign. People love going to concerts, so they love going to Trump rallies. Sure. They just don't, or, or Bernie they're Sanders gather, rallies. gathered with, with like-minded individuals, if you can use the word mind in there somewhere. Yeah, they're seeing a celebrity. They're seeing someone they see on the news and they see on television and, and on the internet all yeah. the time. And, and, they're they, seeing get, that and they get to stand in, in you know, a big barn and uh, scream obscenities at uh, minorities. <laughs> That's right. But to actually convince people to vote is a whole different thing. They're, yeah, they're not I mean, getting. Look, look, Trump has the enthusiasm. There's no doubt about that. The people yeah. who love him love him completely. That's right. But that's see, that's that's where Trump. That's where the Trump crowd and the Fox viewers have something in common, mm-hmm. and it's something that I've talked about for a long time in terms of media. Uh, uh, viewership. Uh, it's not even so much that Fox has a larger audience, which it does than most cable networks, but one of the reasons why their ratings are so strong is that Fox viewers only watch Fox. They watch nothing else. That's right. And that's the kind of enthusiasm that you get from the Trump campaign. But <laughs> what I can't get over, again, is the fact that Fox especially should have learned its lesson. Uh, you know, it should, it, should have, it should be holding tight to the memory of 
Karl Rove stalking its halls, yeah. demanding answers from the nerds because they've been lying to their audience and to themselves for that long. That's it's, right. You know, it's it's only a matter of time now before Fox and Friends becomes uh, with Steve Ducey, Brian Kilmeade, and Paul, the octopus who chose all the uh, World <laughs> Cup winners right in 2010, who kind of reached a tentacle over at one point and pointed toward Donald Trump. So he's our new fucking anchor. <laughs> Exactly right. God, I mean, even, you know, you would imagine TV people, of all people, would understand that it takes a lot for people to get up and vote. Because TV people would know this because, I mean, what's one thing that you remember from your childhood? No remote controls. That there was a dial, and I'm wow. really, really, really dating us. I mean, Is that what you remember? I remember, like, masturbating with impunity in class. <laughs> Well, I mean, one of the many things I remember from... I mean, you could get away from, with touching yourself then because it was, you know, it was new. Yeah, I, I mean, there, it's one of many things I remember from the 1970s and the 1980s is that there was there used to be TVs that had dials on them that you would turn yes. the dial and you would My come up with... My parents had a Sony Trinitron. Yeah, there were 13 channels plus the UHF dial. And you so you had like maybe one or two UHF channels adding to the 13 channels. And not even all 13 channels would have broadcast signals on them. And so there were basically three networks, and and people would argue, families would argue sitting in their living room over who would change the channel. Get up and go change the channel. It's three feet from you, literally, and it's too much effort to get up out of the couch and to turn that dial from channel four to channel seven. I mean, and now imagine trying to convince people to vote. It's a whole big production it's it's amazing to me that anyone votes in the first place much less millions upon millions and millions of people so this is all to say michael cohen from the trump campaign made an ass of himself because he's again denying the polls he's doing carl rove on election night 2012 going what's going on and he's doing the dean chambers unskewed polls thing but even worse because he's denying that they even exist here's michael cohen on cnn all right, well, let me ask you about this. So you say, you say it's not a shakeup, but you guys are down. And it makes Says sense who? that there would... Says polls, who? Most of them. All of them? <laughs> Says who? Polls. I just told you. I answered your question. Okay. Which polls? All of them. Okay. That, that right there is what you call gaslighting. That is just like, you know, it's like when you get in an argument with your girlfriend yeah, and they're, you, exactly they're like screaming is. and you go, what did I do wrong? Yeah, you're being crazy. You're being crazy. You're being yeah, stupid. No, it's, it's, yeah. um, uh, the thing about that is that while it's funny to hear, I, I can't think of any piece of video I've seen that more cries out to be watched. Yeah. Because the look, the look on Brianna Keeler's face is seriously it that it could be a comedy routine. It's mm -hmm. priceless. Yeah. It's just it's just this bemusement. Like, what the f is your problem? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what? All of them. That's right. They think that somehow by denying the polls that people are going to go. Well, I guess everything's okay. But, I mean, you don't want that. But, but I mean, Trump's, what have we been no, talking but, about with regard to the Democrats? Don't get happy. Don't get too complacent with the polls. But they're, they're, they actually seem to want to do that. Trump, Trump's people are, are they, they're basically, they're going after one crowd. Yeah. They're not trying to appeal to anybody else. And that crowd is going to go, yeah, man, polls. <laughs> Just poll, polls. Right. What are, what are polls? 
<laughs> says who? I don't know. And this guy, this guy's like, I don't know. Says, says who? What, what polls are you talking about? When we hear more of his voice here, he's got a little bit of Dan Badondi's voice. You can just play a little more of this. And your okay. question is? Okay, so my question is, I don't think it is really surprising when facing a challenge and trying to make God, a turnaround. Love Brianna Keeler. First of all, you should know something about. It. I've had the biggest crush on Brianna Keeler for the longest time oh, since really? working at CNN. Really, Brianna is gorgeous and funny and cool and just just awesome all the way around. And this just made me like <laughs> this. Just brought out the little boy like feeling that I would have whenever she would walk by. Yeah, and she was so great. And you know what? Let me just take a moment, a minute here to, uh, to on a, just a bit of a tangent. Um, I don't know if you saw Matt Taibbi's latest in Rolling Stone, where he did this whole thing again with, oh God, here we go with the pro-Hillary media and the pro-Trump media, where all of where cable news is now separated into this binary pattern, where MSNBC and CNN are pro-Hillary and and Fox News is pro-Trump, and then he started scolding, uh, you know, anyone in the uh, in the traditional press that is uh, actually bashing trump yeah i I, and I was just going oh i like what are you doing yeah. but but admittedly and i've always said this i this is not something new because i think that he is when he's on he is mm-hmm. brilliant there's, oh yeah first of all, as a writer regardless yep. of his, what his opinion is there's nobody better yeah but certainly when i've disagreed with him it's been it's been substantial yeah and, and yeah i feel like I, this election i've seen him write so much stuff that i'm just like look there's nothing wrong with not sort of following the pack or mm-hmm. not uh, uh conforming to whatever the uh the sort of accepted um uh, parameters are supposed to be for someone with your political beliefs but come on yeah i you mean know he- what come on just just stop matt I mean, he basically said that there's so many there are so many other people in politics right now and, and issues to talk about. Why are we spending so much time on Donald Trump? That's that's basically what Matt Taibbi said. And then he said, well, yeah, sure. I mean, Donald Trump says terrible things and it's OK to call him out. But we're spending too much time talking about Donald Trump. And my my sense is that uh, that cable news especially We'll look at something like that and go, well, yeah, it's kind of right. Maybe we should spend a little less time on Donald Trump. Well, the fact of the matter is that Donald Trump is horrifically dangerous. And an but they're not, but trust me, they're not going to care what, what Taibbi says. What's more well, important good. to them is the fact that, yeah, I mean, they're not going to be scolded by Matt Taibbi. Right. What, what they're, they're still thinking is every time Trump opens his big dumb mouth and, you know, something or actually it's not a big mouth. It's more like a puckered asshole of a mouth. And, you know, something stupid comes out they're, they They can't help themselves. They're going to run after it. And what's good is that at the very least, they're calling it stupid, which is good. Well, I mean, what I want to see is more of what Brianna did on CNN, which is to continuously uh, just mock these people, because when especially when they deserve to be mocked. And this is mock worthy. The the way this guy behaves. and, And that's the thing that I talked about. I think I talked about it on Tuesday, which is they're. The things that they're saying are so patently ridiculous mm. that you can get away with saying, "Look, what I'm. This is not. This is not a matter of opinion. Yeah. This is objective reality. That's right. Objective reality is that you're a fucking idiot. That you're <laughs> that you're saying insane things. Yeah, that's right. You are say, you are you are saying things that are completely detached from the truth." That's right. There are numbers and statistics to back up how the American people are feeling right now with regard to your candidate. And by saying that those polls don't even exist, you're like, I don't know. I've never seen these polls. I never, I don't know what you're talking about. Say, 
to say, who says? Who, what? I don't understand by your numbers and your confusing words and things. But this is basically this guy. And of course, CNN anchors and other anchors are going to go, you know, you're just being dumb. It's like the guy we, uh, I forget the name of the anchor we played on uh, on Tuesday, who just was like, no, uh, Al-Qaeda in Iraq became ISIS that it was before. Right. What? It's so incredibly frustrating. I would just get a little bit more of this guy's voice, because I thought this guy's voice was, was funny. That there would be some, let's at, let's at least say some adjustments, okay? So I guess what my real question is here that I did not get to get to is what is the point of this? If you're calling it an expansion of of winners, as you put it, working on the campaign, what is it about? What to what to what end? Well, I think bringing on somebody like Kellyanne Conway was a great move, and it was something personally I would have liked to have seen happen earlier. But the campaign wasn't ready for it. Uh, now they are. I think she's a brilliant individual. I think that you know um, she understands the data that's coming in. Look, Hillary Clinton's wow. got 14, I think, or 13 different pollsters that are working on creating her message. So when she talks about usage of a teleprompter by Donald Trump, she would have no clue without her script writers and her teleprompter. Oh what that's what all, the hell that's is all that? They've got. All they've got. <laughs> yeah. All they've got is a teleprompter. All they've got is a teleprompter and the fact that she has speech writers, as every f***ing politician has had since That's the right. dawn of time. Hillary Clinton and her speech writers and all of her complicated numbers and math right. and things. Duh. Duh. It's all very it's confusing. Just, it's just a and gallery. Every you know. one of these Trump people. There isn't a sane one amongst them. <laughs> all right, the postmortem show is coming up next. See you over there. Uh, sign up at patreon.com slash Bob and Jess. Bye-bye.